so much for tuning in to a very special birthday episode of the Arizona Movie Club. And if you didn't hear that, it was a bottle popping as Romeo pops a bottle of cheap champagne. Hey man, it's not cheap. This is the good stuff. It's like 16 bucks. And he pours it into our ever so elegant uh, silver solo cups. The mini version. Those are limited edition in small. Uh, so thank you for that champagne. It is my birthday. The original plan for this week uh, was to record and do a birthday episode with me and Andy. If you did not listen to the Blade episode, it just went up today, Thursday, August 13th. Andy is basically on an indefinite hiatus. We do not know for how long. Personal reasons. Please don't probe about that. But it's okay. Things change. <laughs> People move on. Uh, we're not saying we're moving on for you for good, Andy. But we do have Romeo and Misha, and they're a pretty good skeleton crew here. It was a little rocky. There were some, some awkward silences, but that's what editing's for. Uh, and I was able to get that out of, excuse me, as we all cheers our plastic cups. <laughs> I was able to get a lot of that out of that original episode. Hopefully it was good to you guys. By all means, let me know um, what you think. Hey, Rom Romeo, while I drink this champagne, since it is my birthday, how about you give plugging our... Uh, our social media is a, a try. Sounds like a plan. Hey guys, Romeo here. Finger guns once again. Uh, yeah, if you have not, go ahead and follow us uh, on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and like the page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Arizona Movie Club. Uh, go ahead and email us if you have any suggestions for uh, reviews or anything like that. Hate mail. We will read the first, the first email that is hate mail. But not after that? None after that at all. Would there be any kind of special events if we happen to get to a million listens, Romeo? If we happen to get to a million listens, Tyler will get the uh, logo of the podcast tattooed on himself. Maybe to clarify and that? I get, and I get to choose where. He does not get to choose where, <laughs> and I get an Arizona Movie Club tattoo. It will probably be of the cool little logo we come up with, but we don't have an official one yet. And I also get to choose where. He does not get to choose where. Uh, Romeo, what would we happen to be watching next week? Uh, if people tuned in, and what would be our schedule for that? So. I can help you out if you need some help here, bud. Hang on, I got this. Okay, okay. Believe. So, the uh, movie schedule. <laughs> I don't know the days. I don't know what we're posting. But we are reviewing Blade 2. And we are reviewing the, the Pickle movie. <laughs> I forgot the name. An American Pickle. American Pickle. Starring okay. Seth Rogen, currently streaming on HBO Max. So if you'd like to watch that, go watch it, listen along with us. Uh, to clarify the schedule, this one, this episode will be up after the Blade episode. Guardians will probably go up last. So you should be seeing this episode up by Saturday. This is when you should be able to listen to this or anytime afterwards. And then this coming up Monday, August, shit, what is it, the 17th, that will be when Guardians goes up. And from, I promise, I, I know I've made some promises I can't keep as far as the co-host goes and sometimes the schedule and that's beyond my powers. But every Wednesday and Saturday, you can expect it. I'm not going to let you down. Shout out to the 34 listens we have from Ireland. Woo! I think it's one guy, too. It's 28 listens from one city. Thank you so much, whoever you are. We're glad we have a fan. That's, like, almost damn near every episode. So Dude, thank loyal. you for... Also, we did get kind of, like, our first fan interaction. We had a, a mention on Twitter. Romeo, what did they ask you? They, well, they, uh, asked, they asked the account. You answered. They asked Arizona Movie Club if we have ever seen the movie Laser Team. Um, Tyler, you have not seen Laser Team, correct? I'm not a fucking dork, so no, I haven't. Okay, first off, fuck you. But, okay. And second off, shout out to Rooster Teeth. I've followed them since I was a young boy. Um, and I've kept a day with them just because old habit. How long have they been around? I'm just curious. I think I first started watching them. I was like, maybe like eight. Have they really been around that long? Yeah. Red versus Blue Dude. I was about back. to say. Yeah. Goes but back far. That was like all it was, right? At that time, yeah. That's all it was. Because I'm consciously aware that Red versus Blue existed. But Rooster, Rooster Teeth in its current existence, uh, to me, dates back to more like the 2012, 2013 range, I feel like. I can um, see that. That's when they started like. Branching out into podcasts and shit, everyone right? else and like doing, uh, doing uh, yeah, a lot more. Uh, Maybe one day we'll get to be our own version of Rooster Teeth, except for instead of being different and staying where they stayed, like how they stayed in Austin, Texas, we'll just let you guys know right now, we're sellouts. We will move to Los Angeles if we get big enough. 
we might do it if we're not big enough. <laughs> as soon as we get the chance, we're moving. But we still will be there as a movie club. I don't know. I feel like L.A. movie club sounds cooler. We're not here for the coolness, bro. We're just, we, we're fine being AZ movie club forever. What if we come up with better podcast names? They're a part. Arizona Movie Club is the company. Okay, that's... Arizona Movie Club, Inc. Even when even when me and you talking about dick jokes makes more money and views, and we end up with zero movie podcasts, and it's all sports and just us dicking around on microphones, that's what we're still going to be like, we're Arizona Movie Club, but uh, this is a different podcast name. Yes. At least respect the vision. <laughs> all right, and... Romeo, since you did such a good job of introing us, what movie are we talking about today? Uh, today we are doing... Wait, 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 hold on. Would some people describe it as the greatest action movie of all time? Some, but, <laughs> some people have in the past. Yes, they have. One of those people sitting across the table. <laughs> Indeed, they are. One of those people is, in fact, looking me dead in the eyes right now. To be fair, I was staring at your fantastic mustache. That's what I would say. I wasn't staring at your eyes. Someone called my mustache. Fantastic. I get that a lot, actually. They, they like all three hairs. You know who else has some fantastic facial hair? Tell me. Tom Hardy. And Bad Max Fury Road. We can just start off there. This movie starts off the first 30 to 40 minutes and makes what would seem to be the impossible by making Tom Hardy kind of ugly. Would you say? like He doesn't look like Tom Hardy until you get that muzzle off of him. And then you're like, God damn, that man. Yeah, but it's silhouette still like, uh, you know, like you'd be like, well, okay, that's a that's a good looking dude. Because I was still like, I was looking at it really intensely yesterday, and I was like, why does he look so ugly? And it's because of the way that it lines up. It kind of undercuts his jawline. You don't realize how chiseled that jawline is because of like the way the the silver is or the, the like metal muzzle comes up like right here. So it almost makes him look fat in a weird way. I'm like, obviously, I'm not saying Tom Hardy's fat at all, but I'm saying that that kind of contributes. To why he just looks like a weirdo instead of the very attractive man he is. Maybe you dove into it a little more than I did. Um, I, was just, I was just happy to see Tom Hardy on the screen. You know I am a huge Tom Hardy guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is like my 12th time watching Fury Road. You have to start looking for something different at some point. You're just like, there are other reasons I could either like or dislike this movie. And I'll tell you, I don't know one small thing. It's not going to stop this movie from being a 10. But I found the small thing I don't like about the movie. I think you need to cut back the flashback, cut the flashback scenes, not the dialogue, not the monologue where he's talking, but the actual scene of just like a girl going ah! and turning, and there's like a car behind her, and like it's really badly green screened. Like you, you can leave that on the cutting room floor. The I think the monologue that he's giving, where he's just like, sucks. I have no reason to live, <laughs> but I have one emotion survive, or I have one reason to live, and it's survival. It's just like we get it. You're tough. You're cool. You're a badass. You're Max. We don't need the weird like. Just it's so quick. It's so it's so small that it's not enough for me to say this is not the greatest action movie of all time. And some would argue like the greatest action movie of all time is probably gonna have some cheese in it anyways. But it's the one small feature that I don't care for. Yeah, I. Going the direction that the movie went, I really had no, I had no dog in the fight, you know. Like I was, like, I don't care his background, um, I don't care his goals. You know my motto: shooty, shooty, boom, boom. That's what I was there for. This movie has a lot of that. Exactly. So that's what I wanted to see. I was happy. One of my, one of my favorite things about this movie is that there was no love interest. It's it's a world that is very no love at me, all. In the me, world. me and Andy have talked about the fact that I. He, he he likes to credit me, but he's picked some horny ass movies too. We've reviewed a lot of horny movies on the Arizona Movie Club. <laughs> Mad Max decidedly unhorny. It is not interested in sex or people as sexual possessions. It is very interested in the idea. It's in, interested in a lot of cool cars, explosions, and the idea of what do we do when the world goes to shit. Honestly, it was kind of feminine, wouldn't you say? Oh, this movie, like so. Backstory for people that don't aren't dorks like me with movies and don't like realize when a bunch of nerds on the internet get real mad at a movie for daring to like give women agency over their decisions. And what do we call those people? Incels. The incels came out for this fucking movie because it had the audacity to not make like Max is the protagonist in the sense that he is who we follow as an audience, 
But I, this is one of my notes. Everything that happens, everything that occurs is because of a choice that a woman makes. Furiosa makes an active choice and everyone happens to be dragged along because of the circumstances they're put in. And then also it features women running from a tyrannical man's basically possess, like he's trying to possess them as things. And it also is probably one of the only action movies ever in existence to not only feature badass female protagonists, but to have an entire gang of old ladies absolutely fucking wreck. They were badasses, pure to the bone. They are so fucking cool. Like, I like genu generally, genuinely think, have you ever seen a movie where an old lady kicks ass and isn't played for a comedic bit? It's not like an old lady with a shotgun getting one kill. Like, they're genuinely skilled at their trade. She was handling that sniper, man. Uh, I don't know her name. It escaped from me. Yeah, they really don't play the name game because yeah, there's so is. many. Yeah, there's yeah. probably about 10 to 12. And to be honest, they all kind of looked alike, too. Yeah. But uh, the, one, the one with the sniper, when she was like, when they were chasing them, and then she just grabs sniper and she goes, one guy, one man. That is. I was, I was like, hell yeah, one. One of my notes for it was this movie gets away with corny one liners because of how absurd the world is. That you're like, yeah, I believe it, man. Like, how else do you deal with the chaos surrounding you other than spouting out, like, corny dialogue from time to time? Dude, I spout out one-liners every day of my life. Nobody hears me ever. You Actually, you probably hear me a lot. Yeah. But I do. But I have fun with it. You, you wanted to get a lineup. What is one of those corny lines about praising someone that you like to say? Praise hell, praise Dale, baby. <laughs> you set me up for the lob on that uh, on that side piece of conversation we we uh, recorded, so I had to set you up for that one. Hey, hey, all good. That all was time. that was the podcast version of like that picture where it's Dwayne Wade who throws up. I'm Dwayne Wade, and <laughs> I'm looking at my arms, and you're LeBron just coming down. <laughs> <laughs> No, let's be real. We're the, like, improvised, off-put, dorky version that came out this year where it's, like, Luca that did it, and it was, like, not planned at all, and he's just, like, stumbling, and then it's KP all right, all right. with not, that British dunk. Let's not bring basketball into this, but we're going to get on a very far tangent. I'm just talking about memes here and iconic photos. And, and, like your, how, and your favorite player who plays for your favorite team. Don't try that in here. <laughs> it's your birthday. I'll let you go off. I'm not going to talk about Luka Doncic <laughs> for 45 minutes. I'm going to talk about Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, you want to get the review started? We've we've talked more about Mad Max Fury Road than we did, I feel like, about Guardians of the Galaxy so, at all. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Misha, you be the judge. We've talked. There's been more movie pertinent content in this episode. Definitely, than week, right? Definitely. Did you take notes? It took a lot of notes. Okay. Misha, what's more entertaining? The first 20 minutes of the last couple episodes or this one? Just be honest. If you like the goofy banter more, tell us. I definitely like the last episode just because it's more goofy. You guys talk, you know, just random stuff, but he's we got like, a job to do. He's just like, Tyler takes this job way too serious. Oh, I appreciate it, man. That's why I'm here. <laughs> he's like, I will never think about movies like this man thinks about movies. No, but I will say that after talking to you, even before, you know, you decided that you wanted to do this as a, as a thing, um, I want to go and watch the movie after you're done talking about it. I can hype a movie up. Yeah, yeah. it does. And that's why I didn't care for Parasite. Is because the way you hyped it up, it just fell flat for me. I didn't still know a you, great, Still a great movie. I didn't know you at the time, though. Would I have told you that it's not your type of movie had I known you now? Probably. Yeah, now I'm seeing that now. Yeah. Yeah. Because behind the curtains, look here, me and Romeo haven't known each other since the dawn of time. But, true story, I have known you technically longer than Andy. Really? Yeah, I didn't really know Andy until April of last year. So if we're going by the theoretical thing of just like, I knew of your existence before then, and I certainly knew Misha longer than Andy. You've been dating my cousin for how long? Almost three years. Exactly, so. Almost three years. Yeah. Maybe I knew, I've years. known Misha a since over two years. April of 2018. Two years now, homie? Huh? It's been two years now. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over two years now. Give us our due here. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so Mad Max, back to Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, do you want to talk about your notes? Do you want to read them unfiltered? Or do you just want to kind of like incorporate them into how we talk about how much we love this movie? I'm giving um, you the options. I'm letting you... So I'm just going to preface this as to, and, and say that... Uh, do you have a lot of notes? Quick question. Um, I'm not trying to interrupt you here. But no, I do not. I, um, I feel like your unfiltered notes might be funny. So, like, so my notes... <laughs> I, I was so blown away 
by watching it again, finally in 4K on Blu-ray. I was just so intrigued by the visuals that it's, I didn't take notes for the first half of the movie. It's so gorgeous. And the funniest part is we're probably going to match up pretty well because I stopped taking notes about an hour 10 and went, I have a lot. And I'm just like, I'm watch this movie and rest. enjoy the rest and how fucking good this movie is. The audience at home didn't hear that. <laughs> well, what, no, the funny part is I'm going to edit just that sound. So they'll know that something happened. Oh, it's gonna be nothing horrible was said. Romeo just fumbled around with the yeah, microphone. So it's all right. Um, I've been I've messed up a couple of times already. This podcast. Uh, I'm looking at your notes. Believe it or not, oh. it's not because of the champagne. This is just yeah. No, I'm just I, Romeo being a klutz. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't I haven't drank enough. That's the problem. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, you wrote enough. Oh my god, it is nothing compared. They're to not that. even fully titled thoughts. That's the funniest. Some of them oh, are. You can scroll. Yeah. Oh my god! That's my, so I knew that we needed more content for like specific. So here's another idea. This is like we're not gonna edit this, but if people are more interested, in, we can have the fun and lose. But so I thought about you know how video games have like an eight minute IGN or I think of Easy Allies, one of the people I like who used to do great game trailers. And Brandon Jones, one of the, he's like a really deep, great voice, and they would just have footage for eight minutes, and he would review games. Yeah, just speak about it, yeah. So, like, I can write a script. I can do, like, a tight nine-minute why this is a terrible movie or a great movie. If people are interested in that, I can release those as, like, bonus, just, like, Arizona Movie Club reviews, like, straight-up strict reviews and do nine minutes of a Tyler voiceover of just, like, a really tightly compact script. That's something that I've thought about. People are interested. By all means, let us know. We would still keep this. But it would kind of fill that void yeah. of like the real movie review. <laughs> yes. Watch it or toss it. Huh? Watch it or toss it. Watch it or toss it. Yo. That's not a bad title. Look or flop. I'm still going with the 10 point review. <laughs> with, oh, did you just. <laughs> Look all day, baby. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to talk about what's happening off screen. <laughs> you get it, you get it. If you heard that, the audio is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you know. I know. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Going back to the notes. The real question is, do you have any emojis in your notes? I do Because not. I do. Okay, let's just, for comedy purposes and for fun. Just read mine off? Let's read okay, this is, I feel like this is not fair because my notes are just real quick what came to my mind. That's right. You, you made some astute observations. I didn't even have to bring up the fact that this was a feminist movie, and you, you said that. I didn't think you were going to mention that offhand. Really? I, I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I was watching it, and I was like, yo, this is kind of feminist. Like, they're really empowering these women. I was like, right on. Like, it was ahead of its time. Well, not ahead of its time. It was, yeah, but, you know, like... When it comes to action movies, it kind of is. The only other... For, a, for an action movie, yeah. The only other movie that comes to mind is T2 with Sarah Connor being fucking awesome. Maybe Aliens? Oh, yeah, Aliens. How did Connor love <laughs> It's like, that's the second best action movie of all time, and they're both... Yeah. No, oh no, Aliens. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Matrix. I do love the Matrix. Matrix. It's This is one of those, like, it gets annoying the more you talk about it, because trans people are like, it's not really that way. Did you know the movie? The Matrix is about yeah, yeah, trans about people. Yeah, trans. Yeah. 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 I did not know that. We can do a Matrix deep dive. I was actually just listening to a podcast about, they were explaining that, and I don't see the correlation myself. But I can kind of see it. Well, because I think if you're thinking about the Wachowski, so one of the Wachowskis is trans. I thought both of them. I, I could be wrong. If I am, I'm speaking out of term. I apologize. I, I could, I could so the Wachowski uh, siblings, they're, they're like brother and sister who made the movie together. Mm-hmm. One of them is trans or possibly both of them. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to make a high budget. Like a lot of money was invested in that. So you have to make it subtle, I think, if you're them. You can't. Scream from the top in 1999 that this is yeah, a movie that is that espousing LGBTQ values, but it's something that you can definitely bury in there that people will uncover later on. After some people uncovered it at the time, but the fact that the internet is just now coming around and realizing a lot of these things, like that's a moment of pride for them, and also they were able to make a commercially viable uh, blockbuster. One of the best action movies ever made. Yeah, uh, it's... My biggest critique, and this is only from like the reviewing I saw six years ago, was a lot of the religious allegories are thick, and it's yeah, with like seven, <laughs> and it's it's like definitely action wise awesome. I think going back and rewatching it now, I'd probably be like, there's some filler in there. 
Oh, a lot of it's really, I probably watch it once a year. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down to purposes. do an episode. Um me and my dad used to watch, obviously. Me and my dad used to watch other kinds of movies. Fun fact, up, we, a lot. Me and Andy talked about this. Fun fact, I watched the Matrix when I was like eight, and my uncle, who's now deceased, R.I.P. Don, uh, he he loved the like the Matrix was his favorite movie of all time. That and Shrek. Great movie too. He also took me to see Shrek, but he. Sh- <laughs> I told Andy this, so we're gonna rehash, but that we maybe have a new audience here. This story. I show up to his house. He's like taking care of me, and he's like, "You haven't seen the Matrix?" And I'm staring at him like, "Dude, I'm eight. No, I have not seen the <laughs> Matrix." And he, so he shows me the Matrix, and I'm like, "This is the coolest movie ever." You and saw I'm, the code. I'm eight years old, right? Yeah. So of course, when I go home, I talk about it. My parents don't care. My dad's like. That sounds cool. Let's watch The Matrix. So I watched The Matrix with my dad. Then my grandmother finds out and gets super pissed off because she's super religious yeah. and calls up my uncle and tries to like shame him. Mm-hmm. And my uncle was just like, I showed him the fucking coolest movie ever. Yeah. Who cares? That is super heavy religious on your tongue. Yeah. I mean, why did he not point that out? I know, you <laughs> everything I've heard about you, Grandma, you definitely should have pointed that out. <laughs> So, yeah, that's when I saw The Matrix for the first time. He also took me to see... So I saw The Matrix Reloaded at home, but he took me to see the third one in theaters. Yeah, we don't talk about those much. I'm not making a fourth, though. Yeah, it was... They shut down production. Um, they shut down production, like, as COVID... Or, like, they were in production. Because I saw one of the behind-the-scenes clips and just thought to myself, I don't think there's an amount of money you could pay me. And it was... They're doing the old-fashioned stunts. And it was two of them in the jackets and everything in San Francisco running off a fucking high rise. Like, and then they're suspended in air, like just on top of it, they run, they jump. And then it's just like them suspended in air. I don't think there's an amount of money. I'm not even that afraid of heights, but just dangling there for a stunt. I don't think there's a check you could write that I do it. Dude, I wouldn't even step on the glass. What, what building is the building with the, with the glass floor? Is it the empire? One of those super tall I don't buildings. know has a glass floor that people it goes over the edge and you stand on glass. I will not do that. There's no. 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 I hate heights. I actually don't hate heights. I hate falling. Fair enough. Yeah. I, like I said, I wouldn't do it. And heights aren't even my thing. Like standing on the building, I wouldn't be like, oh my God. But they're like, hey, you're gonna run and jump and the harness is gonna hold you. I can't run and jump on the floor, dude. Do you think I could do it down a building? I, I'm picturing myself as Keanu Reeves. There's like Keanu, people are gonna love you so much more for doing your own stunts. As we bring this back to my hot take from last episode, he's also old. Keanu Reeves is the man. He's awesome. He is never gonna get canceled because he's just unproblematic. He, he's, he's so. Cool. He's one of the good ones. He's so cool. Also, I think him being a bad actor is what makes him fun to watch. Like he's not. I think he's a bad actor. <laughs> he's extremely one note. No. Well, he's good in the sense that he doesn't like play over the tent. Like, he's just yeah. so smart. He's like, yeah, this is what I'm good at. Yeah, he's like, I'll take this role because this is me. Exactly. What about and Bill and Ted? Never seen it. I've never seen it either. Uh, totally down. I think it's supposed to come out in theaters the 28th. Who knows if we got pushed back again? Yeah. But we'll go. I'll go to the drive and we can review that. I'm definitely now. We're also going to review New Mutants if that really comes out on August 28th. So if you're listening this deep in the podcast, Look out for that. <laughs> if That's you, the, uh, the the new X-Men one, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm making you see that. It's, yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down. I love the X-Men. Yeah, it's, it is supposed to be like horror-esque. Even if it's terrible, I'm probably going to have a good time because it'll be the first like movie coming up. Oh, so we'll talk about it. Like We'll schedule our movies for after Blade and, and American Pickle, but we have to do She Dies tomorrow. That's a neon movie? Yeah, where... She's everyone thinks they're dying tomorrow and it's like partially comedy. Oh yeah, where the uh where she's like I just have this feeling that I'm just I feel gonna like we die can, tomorrow and then she keeps spreading it to everyone else. I feel like we can get Misha in just to watch that too because I feel like you'd like you like horror, right? Kind of. Like it's not like horror horror, like, like thriller. I like modern horror. Yeah, yeah, I like thrillers. Yeah. Basically I this think. this girl uh, has this I weird mean, premonition and feeling that she's gonna die the tomorrow or tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And then basically everyone else starts getting paranoid. Like, you watch the trailer, it's cooler than that sounds. It's more suspenseful. It's literally like a disease. It, it, she tells people, she calls, like, her sister. Like, hey, 
you know, I, I don't know why I just have this weird feeling that I'm going to die tomorrow. And then her sister's like, and something's definitely going on. Yeah. Something's definitely going on. And then her sister the next day is like, what the hell? It's like she planted a seed in her head and now she's like, I feel like I'm going to die tomorrow. She told all her friends. And not only that with the suspense and the thriller aspect of it, but they also layer in what seems to be a good amount of comedy. In it. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a horror and there's like an undertone of comedy. So yeah, it definitely looks really good. Um, I haven't seen anything from that uh, production company. You seen Parasite? Is, is that Neon? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't they, know that. So they're they're not a production company. So a lot of these companies, all they do is distribute. Uh, distribution. Distribute, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, especially a lot of the indie, because really what happens is indie movies. This is a little. I know, I'm not like oh I know all the behind the scenes, but I know a little bit about the production. Most indie movies, with. Outside of something like Uncut Gems, which is A24 has distributed now two of the Safdie Brothers films, and they've been giant moneymakers. So there's a decent chance A24, as a distribution primarily coming, goes to them and says, hey, you've made financially viable movies for us. We're willing to let you keep your creative freedom. Will you make another as long as it's exclusively distributed through us? But for the most part, what they do is go to giant film festivals where people that have some giant fucking investments. Yeah, Sundance. Yeah that have made giant financial investments that could destroy their lives if they don't get picked up. They, per, they film it for film critics. Things that get like really positive reception usually get bought out either by a bigger company like Amazon who owns their own little indie, you know, Amazon, uh, they call it Amazon studio. I forget what they call it. Know. Um, or by an A24 or a neon neons yeah. kind of, I don't want to say they're newer on the block in the sense they may have been around forever, but like, they got they're big because of Parasite. That was yeah. a big win for them. And then Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is phenomenal. Probably not your thing. It's okay. It's got Never heard of it. it's got lesbian sex in it. So you might be in it for that. Um, also, they perform an abortion and then they paint a recreation of it. It is the most French movie imaginable, but I'm only talking about the crude parts because I assume that's what's going to appeal to you. It's abs- And it happens in like the 1700s, and basically they know they're destined to, like, one of them. It's it's honestly, it's heart-wrenching, but it's probably not your movie. But I just, like, figured I'd reel you in with, with lesbian with the sex. With lesbians and abortions. You don't even have me with lesbian sex, dog. Not when you lo- not when you follow up lesbian sex with abortions. Just in general. Honestly, that was the part that won me over. I was just like, this makes people mad. <laughs> <laughs> but just also, like, so it happens to the housekeeper, right? The housekeeper. The abortion or the lesbian sex? So, okay. Or both. Quick quick summarization <laughs> of the plot. This woman is like, I'm not getting married and sold off to this man. Okay. They're all French. And then this painter shows up. Basically, back then, what to proposition the marriage and to like finalize everything. You families, get it painted? You, yeah, families would send the portrait of the daughter to the married man. And the daughter's like, I'm not posing for these painters. Oh, yeah, because they can't have pictures. They, they didn't have yeah, pictures. Exactly. Back. She's like, I'm not posing for this. Yeah. No way, no how. Like, I'm, because I want to get married to this man. Why didn't they just paint a candid? What? Uh, <laughs> it needed to be good. You know, obviously back then they were like, oh, it, if it's not an elegant painting, I'm not going to marry this woman. Like, they cared. Like, they, you know, yeah. but whatever. And essentially the painter shows up and she's just like trying to do it. And the mom's like, this painting sucks. Like, get, give me another chance. And the daughter, who's kind of been following for the painter, is just like, I'll post for her. Like, I'll, I'll do oh, a good job. as a woman? Yes. Okay. That's and, where the lesbian part comes yes. in? Yes. Okay. And then the mom leaves and is like, listen, it's not done. By the time I come back, you're never going to have a job as a painter again. Okay. And they fall in love in the meantime. The housekeeper, this how, woman. How, how long was the mom gone? A couple weeks. Okay. Um, I was going to say, it she takes, was out getting groceries at the market. No, no, no. Like, okay. yeah. Um, the, the painting takes normally like weeks or whatever, days yeah. or whatever. And the housekeeper who they like bond with also is like pregnant and they're like, do you want it? She's like, no. So they go and they get an old fashioned portion and then they're all just like chilling, hanging out. And then the, the daughter's just like, Hey, that was, that was a pretty cool scene back there. Let's recreate it. And they just paint it. And, and I was, they send it. No, they just paint it for fun. Like, and oh, she, wow. she tells, she paints a dope ass painting that recreates the picture that we kind of saw earlier. Okay. And um, then they never see each other ever again until they're at like this super, they're at this like, you know, it's like at a play, it's super nice yeah. and everything. 
they both get sold off and married off to like whatever Frenchman. And the, uh, the painter sees the other girl from across the like balcony, but mm-hmm. she doesn't see her. And it's just like this, like the pe- like the violin playing. And it's just like this really intense music at the end. And you can tell like, like she should notice that someone's just staring at her from yeah, across the balcony, yeah, yeah. but she doesn't. And it's, it's like, almost like she was ignoring. And it's like, maybe? no, and it's just like fucking heartbreaking. And it's just like, it's so intense. It's, it's honestly, it's phenomenal. Yeah. No, my type of movie. I gave you a pretty good recap though. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, like I watched it, yeah. But uh, at no point did you say anything about Shooty Shooty Boom Boom. So it is the very antithesis of that. It's the French. It's like I dare to say one of the most French movies ever. If they started a revolution and overthrew the the rich people, like that'd be it. It'd be a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really in depth uh, description that we had. See, so if 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 you go off and you start those for like, you know, and you just post that, that would we'll be never awful. even pretend to talk about. Intelligent movies ever again. We'll just, it'll not. be all like blockbuster popcorn affair, and I'll just like get to do those. Yeah, that might work out. Let us know, guys, if you want to hear that. Yeah, they're like, I'm here for Mad Max Fury Road. I just got an impromptu review of Portrait <laughs> of a Lady on Fire. I'm here for Romeo Shooty Shooty Boo Boo, and y'all talk about abortion. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to read your Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me just. I guess I won't give any context or anything like that. I'll just read them off. Yeah, I, like if you're here, you've seen Mad Max Fury Road. We don't need to belabor the plot. All right, so Mad Max notes. So number one goes. Uh, this is already like 20 minutes into the movie. We're only at 34 minutes. We're not doing too bad. So. Oh yeah, that's not bad at all. All right. Yeah, this is uh, starting about like 20, 30 minutes into the movie. Number one, that hip cock back and three shots to the ground. Where he grabs the pistol, cocks it with the back of his hip, and so, just puts the pistol right next to her head, and just viscerally satisfying. Just because all of the action before that, and I'm not going to pick you off back off your notes too much, but I do have a note specifically yeah. about that scene. But everything is so hand to hand and feels so real yeah, and yeah, raw. That was the like only that was the first like real gunshot. But in a weird way, it does feel like choreography choreography like everything is inevitable and the second he like perfectly just locks in that chamber as nux pulls it out and he just shoots off three three shots that's the moment where it does if this is your first time watching it it almost feels like okay everything's on the table we don't know if furios is going to die like it feels like shit got real i'm not fucking around at that moment yeah yeah definitely uh it definitely uh put everything up a notch at that point um number two you want that thing off your face I like how <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay. He's, he's like, she's like, well, you're gonna die. He's like, mm, not gonna budge. And then she's like, well, we're all gonna die. He's like, don't care. And then she's like, well, do you want that thing on your face? He's like, all right, get it. I was like, okay, that's the deal breaker right there. Like, that's what did it. As a man that would rather die instead of experience extreme discomfort, relatable. <laughs> okay, well, you put it that way. <laughs> like, we're gonna die. I don't care. You can wear basketball shorts instead of, like, really tight jeans. All right. <laughs> uh, I also put, uh, it was a touching moment just for him to fall off the truck. When um, Nux had that super touching right, moment. What do you do, team, man? <laughs> about the, about the, the, about the basketball yeah. shorts? <laughs> Dude, we're, not, we're nothing if not self-aware. <laughs> First time I saw him wear actual jeans, I was like, "Those pants." Those pants. Does that work? Because I started wearing. Yeah, pants. this is when I got hired at, at our job, and then he was like, "I saw him walking the hallway," and I was like, "You have pants?" And then he was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Yeah. And I was like, "I've I've known you for like a year, dude. I've never seen you wear pants." We live in Arizona. I need to clarify. There's never need for pants like year round unless you're going to work. Not only that, where we work, Tyler's only wearing pants if, if he's getting an award or something. No, remember, I just started doing it because I wanted a promotion. That's and then true. once I get the promotion, I have to keep doing it. So, it, like, it was an inevitable, I'm doing this every day thing. The only time I didn't, like, recently when we were working at the office, uh, I didn't do it was, like, days I was having a real bad day. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I know everyone in my uh, training class used to get mad at me because on, on the Fridays where we go meet with everyone and, like, in the uh, – lunchroom yeah um i would dress up and everyone was like why are you like why are you dressing up and i'm like well because all the bosses are gonna be there i'm like like are you dumb who uh, 
Yeah, I, we make I, we make kind of. <laughs> I almost said the name too. And I was like back. I what I was like when I started it. Um. So yeah, a touchy moment just for him to fall off. I actually forgot about him falling off right before it happened when Nux fell off the uh, semi. Mm-hmm. Um, he has that super touching moment with uh, main guy's name. It, so that was one of my notes too. Immortan Joe. That moment shows the empathy they have for Nux. And even though you hate Immortan Joe, all Nux cares about is feeling important to someone and having meaning to his life. Yeah. And so that moment where he's like. I myself yeah. carry you into the gates of Valhalla, yeah. shiny and chrome. And Nux is just like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> but it also shows his flexibility that, like, once he receives the job, like, he messes up and has that, like, realization that he sucks. He's able to, like, pivot and just become a better person yeah. instead of become, like, staying indoctrinated yeah. into this death cult. Well, because instead of helping him, they just they were just like, fuck this guy and walked off. They're like, what he said, mediocre, I think is what he said. Yeah. And then he drove off. He was like, oh, these guys really don't care about me. Yeah. And then I think that's when he made that pivot. Um. Also, shout out to Larry and Barry. Um, me mates. <laughs> who's Larry and Barry? Me mates. That was, <laughs> I laughed way too hard when he did that. That was just. Misha doesn't know. They're cancerous lumps <laughs> chewing on his. But he says on his windpipes. Yeah. And he named them. So they're like two bumps right next to each other. And he like it looks like he tattooed the worst happy faces on them. Or it could just be pen marks. So no, I guess in this world, tattoos would be more. Um, and yeah, he just, each one has a happy face. And he's talking to this girl. And he's telling her uh, something about Larry and Barry. He says it was like the best day of his life because he had a chance to prove himself, to die with honor. And then for a moment... Larry and he's Larry and Barry stopped chewing on his windpipes. Yeah, and then she goes, "Who's Larry and Barry?" And he goes, "Me mate." And then it pans over to his shoulder where the two cancer. He like points to him. Yeah. My neck just started crawling. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. Oh, I put. Does the guitar man take requests, or <laughs> does he just play the same chords over and over again while they're driving for what seems to be days? You know, it's funny because I think a lot of people would point that out as like non-realism but you have to remember to my to my knowledge like they actually took instrument players to war and yeah they're like there i know there's because there's pictures yeah. of people with flutes and the shit drummer. Yeah, like the at, drummer the, at the yeah. front of the war line we're past the point of technology where all we have is like mechanical things so there's not an ipod that he can fucking blast whatever banger he wants to play so they have war vehicles and they're like yeah we need some sweet music to play while we go into murder people. I wasn't mad at it. I was just like, hey, I wonder if he does requests. I'm just defending. I know, I know <laughs> I'm defending the honor of this as a 10. <laughs> You're already starting with that. Um, but no, they also showed that. I never ended with that. <laughs> <laughs> they also showed him resting for a time uh, when they all stopped. Yeah, he's still in like yeah, a little hammock. Yeah, his guitar hammock. Uh, I was like, I thought that was pretty cool while they were all relaxing and stuff. He was just not playing. Then as soon as shit kicked off, he was like, oh, I'm back at it again. Okay, we're driving. He was like, okay, I'm going to start ripping again. So I thought that was cool. Oh, they uprooted the last tree on Earth, by the way, and did not care about it when they were trying to pull their truck out of the sand. But you think about it, they made it up for it. They now have a giant sack of seeds. Yeah, I guess. But still, that takes time. That was the last tree on Earth. And honestly, I think on you could probably make the argument on top of the Morton Joe's thing. We oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then I'll forget about that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it made more sense. This one made more sense after also. Uh, I was like, what's the deal with the swamp people on stilts? And then, yeah, you find and out. And then, yeah, like 10 minutes later, you find out that why they're there. But I was like, why stay in the swamp? I, I do have stilts? that thought. But if everyone, if you can't grow anything, you know, the, rest the of water's the, horrible. The rest of the world sucks, though. So. Yeah, swamp sucks. I'd rather the rest be- of the world is a dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Arizona God. joke oh. for you guys. <laughs> Why did everyone whisper the whole movie? I noticed that uh, the action parts were super loud, and then and the vocal parts were really low. I don't think that many people whisper. I would. It's really the uh, his wives, you know, his uh, mistresses, Morton Joes, that seem to. And it's that one girl specifically. Also, the only part I don't care for, she seems to be weird for no apparent reason. I feel like there was a subplot. Are you talking about the blonde one? Cut. The actual bleached blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with yes. 
Yeah. That kept saying that one warp slinger. Slinger. Yeah, which, slinger. oh my god, it's just an oddly gross-sounding word. Yeah, I was not a fan of her. No, she's my least favorite part of the movie, other than that weird CGI scene. Um, they all had really weird backgrounds to what it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, it's the end of the war. It's the apocalypse. Yeah. You'd imagine people get to where they're at in various ways. Yeah, I guess so. I also like that we didn't have just like giant backstories for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like how they were just like, well, that girl knows how to do that because it, what matters is who they are in this moment, yeah, not like, yeah. oh, who, 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 why'd you get to the point where a guy's throwing a fucking exploding spear at you? No, no, like you're here, yeah. you're <laughs> in this moment. Also, rope burn. You know what? Oh, I know about? what you're talking about. I, I told Alexis she was as that totally happened. Naked. Yeah, and I went, oh my god, that, burns. and that was like 150 feet, yo, like that's no joke. One of my favorite gifts to use is the Max just going, that's fate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like how they pull up and she's like, I recognize this. And he goes, that's fate. <laughs> like, no, also, I, I forget what you mean exactly. Uh, no, there's really no context for this one. Um, it's just scoreboard. <laughs> I put the emoji, like, number one. I think. Oh, okay. I remember. I remember. It was when, uh, what, what, Joe? Morton Joe. The Morton Joe? It was when a Morton Joe got one of the girls back. When they grabbed her from the roof. Oh, and he and goes, one. And he goes, and he looks at them and he points up his finger and he goes, We got, we got one, one yeah. of all. One of I, was, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. He was just like, scoreboard, motherfucker. Like, I'm on. Wait for this comeback. <laughs> um, and last one, a very badass part on Max's. That door slapped for the arrow out, where he got shot in the hand with the arrow, and then he mm-hmm. just jumps back in the car and slaps the side of the car, and and then he just pulls the arrow out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, that's so badass, dude! Like they just found a way to make like every little thing that he do that he did just be badass. I would argue any little thing that any of the protagonists do insanely cool. Yeah, but I'm also just a Tom Hardy fangirl, so and uh, that's gonna wrap it up for my notes. I I I, I was. Yeah, I was totally locked in for most of it. You ready for this young novel? Yeah, let me... Uh... <laughs> I'll be breezy. I'll like be breezy with how I address it. So, uh, I just put the camera and direction the opening chase scene are so tight and perfect. The music is so fucking good. Yeah, which it, was, it is. Really good. Just that, that same thing. You're just yeah. like, it like immediately raises my blood. I'm like, somebody is after me. Low-key body horror. Just like, they don't, they don't go over the top with it. But just how disgusting some of the prosthetics people are wearing in this is. Yeah, it really, like, it, um, I don't want to say, like, irked me, but it really, like, made me uncomfortable. With, yeah, it put you with, at an unease. Yeah, just the body of people with, like, that one guy with the, like, from the gas town. Oh, the my foot. God. Oh, my gosh. I was like, it, Later on with his nipples, he's got the Yeah, he, he gets out of the car and his t-shirt is cut perfect circles around his nipples. And, it's and he has nipple rings. That are connected by a chain. <laughs> and the, the craziest part of that is, I like, I don't even doubt it. Like, when we're down to humanity's been destroyed, and it's just, like, awful old white males running everything, they just, they no longer have to hide. They're just weird fetishes. <laughs> and that dude also eats humans. Do they say that? He's, they say the people eater himself. Whenever they look to the side, because Max is like, we're not going down that canyon. And they're like... Okay, but look over there, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, and there's the two people, and they go, it's the people eater himself. Uh, he was the people eater? I thought they were talking about the bullet guy. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Next note. Uh, just like, I love how so little is explained, and then this is just at the point where, like, the intro, everything that's happening, even Max's, like, uh, just his monologue, it doesn't really explain anything. Just, yeah, it's just, uh, the world is shitty now. Yeah. I have a past, but look at me now. And I put the first 10 minutes are arguably the slowest, and yet they're still jam-packed. Yes, honestly, yeah. Uh, Immortan Joe is disgusting and ominous. He's so creepy. And even though, like, the body horror should make him less scary. Like, the fact that he's deformed, you would kind of be like, fuck that, he's not even that scary. But, like, the mask is so terrifying. The voice is so ominous. And he's so draconian in, like, in every way possible that you're still just like, I do not want to have to go against this guy. How funny would it be if he took off the shoulder pads of armor that he has on and he's just super skinny and, and malnourished and just like... You I see his body, though. It's like pudgy and gross and it's like got those weird warts on it and everything. 
Okay, in the I'm beginning, they powder him, and they yeah, like I might have blinked. It's it's in the in, early in the in uh, in the intro. And so like I said, I like I I was like I had a text, and I blink, and it's a whole new scene, and it's just that movie is so fast paced. Yeah, I, every time you blink or look away, you miss something. I thought the water scene is always so sad, and really, how far away are we from this shit? Living in Arizona, not that far. Just like the do not become addicted to water. It's yeah. just like fuck this guy, man. <laughs> I love that Max is dragged through a plot that has nothing to do with him. Yeah, it's totally like... It really is all just like the actions of others that drive him. He's initially forced to. Um, And I have a moment on that at the ending that I just realized this time around. I'm like, oh, the irony. Um, uh, The attention to detail with the war boys is just insane. Like how they're... Like the tattoos, just the the way they worship the V8. Like did you hear them praying to like... I forget what he says, but then he's like, V8. And they're just, like, worshipping the engines of the cars as they take the steering wheels. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah, it's, it's so, like, the attention to detail in this movie is insane. Oh, and then, oh, what, what I was also talking about is, this is what I actually meant, uh, communicating when they go off route, but Furios is so high-ranking that they can't question it. So, like, they're so in sync that they're like, we're not going where we're supposed to. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of action movies, it's just like, hey... Her main character does crazy things. Yeah. Nobody every, fucking Everyone's like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're like, oh, they're like, no. hey, banging on the door. They're like, what's going on? But also, she's so high ranking, and nothing has been raised suspiciously enough that they kind of have to go with it. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, it's just a detour. <laughs> but old lady with the shotgun could have ended the movie a lot sooner. LOL. Literally, I was like, <laughs> why did he, he not just, pull the trigger? He like, walked towards you in a straight line. You have a shotgun pointed at him. He dashed 20 yards towards you, not even running. I, I said dash, but not even dashing. He slowly stampered towards her, and she did not pull the trigger once. He waited. She waited until he got I was to too her. busy monologuing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. She could have ended the movie right there. Uh, I, then I put the line that every one-liner is believable because of how batshit crazy this world is. Yep. I forget what one-liner prompted that. But I, put, I love how every main character is involved by coincidence because of one action made by uh, Furiosa. I put it's really cool that they built these cars and these trucks. Like it's just you can't yeah, get over just how cool it is, uh, and that the choreography for these stunts had to be insane. Like action and everything has to be perfect. The way you're throwing these, way every explosion is timed, and the like, again, I told you about how I was just telling Alexis it had to be hilarious seeing the guys with the rag dolls just like yeah. three, two, one, don't fuck up this twenty thousand dollar explosion. Yeah. Go. So like, just, we only get one of these guys, and he just yeets some yeah. <laughs> rag doll across yeah. the, the camera. Uh, I think it wouldn't have been, uh, like, the fight scenes, they wouldn't have been as good if uh, they were played at real speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some of them were sped up a little, yeah. I mean, a lot of the movie was sped up. Kind of, The fighting, yeah. yeah. The storm is definitely CGI, but it the is so... The storm looks so, so good. beautiful and yeah. fucking cool. Like, yeah. it is insane. Uh, plus, the music for that is insane. It's a different music track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the music... Totally, like, totally just... It is yeah. just perfect throughout. Clutch move by Max grabbing the flare... Like, that is so... Into- he's just like... Yeah, they they just- would have been dead. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. would have been dead. Just the look on his face, he doesn't even know, but the look on his face when he sees him, he's just like, he's like I no, am the man... Because <laughs> he's like, I am the man that yeah. grabs the sun by then. You're just like... you. Everybody feels like Max. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> the shot of his head coming out of the sand, where it's just like, he kind of like wrestles up and he really wakes slow. Just, yeah. It's so awesome. Badass, Every yeah. single time... I felt like now, watching it on Blu-ray 4K... I could see like every grain now. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I have glasses now, so and it. Yeah. So I put him drinking that water is so satisfying when he finally gets I it. And you just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just, <laughs> and oh man, so good. I've done that before as a kid. Just turn the water hose full speed in my mouth. And just the choreography, as my the choreography of that fight is so so good. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. insane. It's Jackie Chan esque because. No, no movement feels like wasted. Yeah, they yeah. had to do that, yeah. or it feels intense. Like you yeah. really are watching two people fighting for their survival. Mm-hmm. It's just everything feels logical. Every everything was like, this is the closest thing to me. Okay, like and like, yeah. how does Max get out of it? Well, Nux, he wasn't able to free himself from Nux, so of yeah. course now insert the cha- the agent of chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. just it makes sense. It also makes sense that these females who have never fought in their life pretty much are like hesitant to go and they try and like ah, and then Max yeah. is like. I will literally kill you. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah you're right. But this other right. guy, we could get him. I, I then I put the note about how it's crazy that the first hour, forty or forty minutes, whatever, hides some uh, Ari's face because he's a very good looking man. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Max and Furiosa kicking ass together with the music swelling. It's like when the the motorcycle gang is Are going you talking about over the bike group, and then there's like boom, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. one shot every single time. The even if it's like that's unrealistic, the choreography, the way it's just like I'm not there for realistic. Each dude. movement is just perfect. The shots they capture, yeah, the way yeah, like, yeah. it just it hits that video game that dopamine level of just like I want to see something. It looks like perfection in motion. Shitty, shitty, boom, boom. There's no look behind the back, shooting out of the air, like <laughs> on a motorcycle, jumping, wow. like, and he's just like, wow. oh it's, my god, it's so satisfying. It's it's the best. Uh, and then I put, oh, just the pregnant girl in Hera uh, protecting Furiosa because you have a moment of weakness, and then you see like where she's just sitting there trying to load the gun, and then Morton Joe has it, and then you have someone like put their line on the life, and it's just like. The music yeah, swells there, too. You're just like, yeah, because you just feel like you're part of the cause at that yeah. point. You're on board so hard for helping them, for wanting them to escape. Mm -hmm. And when she does that, you're just like, it's the team player. It's the wet, yeah. it's the tiny, scrawny white dude catching a pass on third and six, where you're just like, <laughs> he stretches over and gets the first down, and you're just like, yeah! <laughs> Pregnant girls, help it out! <laughs> Great moment. Um did what we talked about with more and Joe and Nux where he's just like getting that moment yeah, yeah, yeah. and blowing it is just like you don't want him to obviously kill her, yeah. but you're just like, damn, that's, that's really deflating. Yeah. yeah that's it. I was like, I can relate to that, dude. Uh just the rejection of toxic masculinity and brainwashing is such a great part of Nux's arc. Just yeah. like that he's able to do that. Yeah. Pretty girl do that, man. I just like <laughs> it's corny, but that she's like and Hera called it that. Uh she called bullets anti seed, plant one and watch something die. Which is like Kind of gnarly and death metal esque. She called bullets anti seed. Plant one and watch something die. Damn. Like I know that's like supposed to be hippie-ish, hippie but it's also like you got bars, dude. It's kind of harrowing. Yeah. Like that seems like it's watch a death metal party, music. <laughs> and I just like I love how all of the roadblocks along the way, every single problem they run into feels natural. Like we're in mud, that is going to present some logistical yeah. problems. This is another gang's territory. Right? And we solve those reasonably. Yeah. yeah, yeah Sometimes yeah. it's like we get wood and we use a winch. Other times it's we have nothing else to do, so let's just fucking kill the guys in motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the way the, mu the movie builds tension in small but impactful moments, like using the tree to propel the rig through the mud. Like, when you ever care about like a wench scene more than you care about them getting away from them, and like yeah, usually seeing, the wench scene is just filler. Yeah, and seeing them in the foreground and yeah. being like fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, the whole time they're just like in the back, like you could see them getting closer, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's it's really cool how they pulled that off. Followed by the max scene where uh, where he said, "Well, you keep on moving," just like one of the best lines in the movie. Yeah, yeah. What what if you don't come back? Like one of the few moments where Furiosa shows weakness yeah. by like caring about another human being's existence, and Max like, "Uh, you keep going." Yeah, he was like, "Bitch, I don't even know you." <laughs> It's been like six hours. Oh, and then so there's a long gap in my notes. But Max begins the movie involuntarily a blood bag and ends the movie volunteering to be Furiosa's blood bag. He, oh, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So he begins it being forced against his will. No, no, okay, when yeah. he's like saving her from dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple. And I've seen this theory on like Wisecrack uh, videos and stuff, but basically... The idea that Max doesn't tell her his name initially because he doesn't feel like a human being anymore. He is just one instinct, which is survive. Yeah. Which is like not even really being human. Like, what is that? Yeah. It's not real existence. And by the end, by the fact that he cares about hope, the, yeah. by the fact that everything that's happened, his lifetime, that's why he tells her his name because yeah. it finally feels like he's regained his humanity. And I just wanted to quickly mention how much I love the idea of like, you can't run away from things that are broken. Well, you you have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm quick. <laughs> that you have to just, you have to take a bath by force sometimes and, like, beat the bad people. And I think that can be really analogous to, like, what anything. we're going, yeah, anything, yeah. but especially, like, politically, right yeah. yeah, when it feels like we're fucked. And it's like, nah, you, like, as much as it that feels freeing and relieving and you want to be Max and just keep going and keep going. What he said, you you're going to go. You're gonna go 160 miles, 160 days that way, and all there is is salt. But if you yeah. go back that way, there's some hope. Yeah. Like that is to me. That that's something. Yeah. To me, like there's like you can you can watch this movie in 50 years and be like, the world could be on fire then too, and just be like, holy shit, this movie hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, any at any time this movie would 
And it's like, it's it's that, but it's also just two hours of like the sickest explosions and sweet pole cats and just like all these crazy parts and movement. This movie. Explosions, gunshots. It's my favorite action movie ever. It's probably, some parasites in my top five. This is probably up there with it. I wouldn't put it firmly at number one necessarily, but it's, I've rewatched it more than I think I've rewatched any movie as an adult. I love this movie. It's a really good movie. I like how they didn't super sexualize the women. Yeah, it's like like they were like all like hot in their own way, you know. And like I feel like for me, the hottest girl in the movie was the pregnant one. Is it controversial to say that even though they are all attractive, if we're if we're saying who is the singular most attractive person in this movie, it's it was Tom the Hardy. pregnant one. Oh, oh, okay, yes, all together, yeah, men and women, Tom Hardy, yeah, and, and it's funny because you know how some people go, this is unrealistic. Like women go through the whole movie and they don't look gross enough. I kind of feel like you can levy that complaining against Tom Hardy a little bit because he's like greased up and oiled and like that's supposed to be sweat. But you're also like he's too good looking in this. Like they need to like he's got to have some scars and I nasty like, shit. I don't know. I feel like there's like uh, a double even, standard when it comes to that. Like I feel like uh, men like if you're a good looking good guy, even if you're like dirty and everything, like it doesn't matter. Maybe yeah. But I feel like with a woman, if she was dirty and stuff, you'd be like, eh. yeah. Well, I mean. They do a lot more than just the dirt to make Furiosa unattractive. Which yeah, she's she, not supposed to be. Don't even no, yeah, yeah. like that's the point. There are some there are some scenes where I was like where I was like, she's really pretty. Really? Yeah. You didn't think so? No, but that's not a, like I'm supposed to, that's not like a, no, oh, you yeah, like I want that. It's just like, yeah, she's she's the protect I think of her the way I think of like action hero action like male heroes yeah. in movies where like, yeah, they're kinda of supposed to be like ugly and gritty. But like that's the point. That's why I'm rooting for them, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Me, so like, I'm like, okay, Tom Hardy, good-looking dude. I'm like, 007, Daniel Craig, good-looking dude. You know, Idris Elba, good-looking dude. I'm sorry. We found a way to mention Idris, even, even when he was From now on, I'm going to always find a way to compliment Idris. Uh, fun fact for, uh, apparently, Tom Hardy and, uh, what's her name? The place Furiosa. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Charlie's Theron. Oh, yeah, there you go. They hated each other on the Really? Set. Yeah, they said it. The movie it almost ruined the movie. How much like they did not get along? Does she really have an arm? Uh huh. Does she have a, her second arm? Yes. So that was like prop. Yes. Okay. It looked real. Dude. I don't know. I have glasses now, so I was like, "What?" Shout out to the props department. Really, uh, really, really, really. No, so, so they stupid. they did not like each other. And the other kind of interesting thing that I've like read about this movie is that George Miller. Is as genius as like and as well as the attention to detail is amazing. Everything about it was amazing, but that this movie was considered by Hollywood atrociously hot mess because it was just all this footage that nobody could figure out how to properly and basically like the editors deserve all the praise. Like they went in hard and somehow figured out a cohesive through line that made sense because. I, and it makes sense because you got to think this is two hours of essentially no story. It's a lot of explosions. Yeah. It's a lot of, and you got to think there's probably three or four different versions of all of them. So how do we make this fit? How do we make this cohesive? And you took it from being like widely rumored to be a bomb to the greatest action movie of all time. Like really props to them. Like just. Yeah, seriously. They killed me. If you guys did not hear that, uh, Tyler clapped. Yeah, it was, it wasn't very loud. So it was just, I had the mic still in my hand. <laughs> Um. Yeah. The yeah. The movie is awesome. If you haven't seen it, you definitely should watch it. It sounded like you liked it before, but you have a newfound appreciation, which yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I liked it when it came out. You know, like I said, I didn't have 4K at the time. Did you see it in theaters? No. Let's see in theaters. I didn't have glasses at the time. Apparently, I've been blind <laughs> for a long while, and I did not know. So yeah, watching it now with all the all the Oh, is it? Was it in 4K? Because it's a Blu-ray. Do they? Oh, I don't know. It, or My whatever. It's whatever it, insane yeah. resolution. Yeah, whatever it, it still is. looks yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. It was a Blu-ray, so yeah, definitely. All right, you ready to score this bad boy? If you are, you know it's a ten. It's a ten for me. <laughs> this is the greatest action movie of all time. Fight me. I love Terminator 2. I love Aliens. I love a lot of the classic action movies. This is better than all of them. It does it on a grander scope. It's all killer, no filler, and it still has story. Female, like rootable free, female protagonist, it is the best action movie of all time. It's a ten. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine seven. 
I feel like you're denying me the town on purpose, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I, uh, there were just <laughs> the, okay. To be honest, there was just some parts that uh, took me out of it, like um, that night scene that they filmed um, that was super blue. Um, there was still all the shadows. And then I realized they probably just filmed that during the day and put a shade over it in editing. That's possible, yeah. Because looking at it, the shadows, and there's no way they got that much brightness out there. Um, yeah, it just, that threw me off. Um, there was a lot of scenes where it was really dim when they, uh, where the lighting didn't match, essentially. Like, uh, they'd close up on Furiosa, and then uh, they do Tom Hardy, and it's like noon, and then they go back to Furiosa, and it's like, you're going to let that distract you? It just distracted me. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I think about that type of stuff. And then there was that part that I was telling you about where bullet guy driving the tank goes blind. I almost think that might have been a purpose, though. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been, but it totally just threw me out. He, he, he has UMPs, right? And he starts blindly firing right. because he is then blind at this time. I am the scales of <laughs> justice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just shooting out into the desert. But it cuts uh, to Furiosa and Max. Cuts back to this guy. He now has two AKs instead of UMPs and is firing those. And then I could have sworn they did it a third time and he has a machine gun. And so every time they cut back to him, it was a bigger gun. And I was like, what the hell? The shooting never stopped. So And it's only him and one other guy in the car. So it's They're like, just feeding him guns, dude. I'm, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Every time they cut back. And then the second guy just had a rocket launcher out of nowhere. So, what's an action movie you would give a 10? Because uh, I'm calling you out because I'm just like, name a better action movie is really... Just because it just because it's not a 10 doesn't mean it's not the best action movie. Are you saying no action movie is a 10? Uh, one that, to, uh, to be honest, and you're going to hate me for this. Probably. I'm a bad person. I'm going to... Ah, Say it now. You're you're already here. You yeah, got it. Hobbs and Shaw was a dope ass action movie. Okay, Misha's walking out. I'm too. We're protesting this. Shout out to Pacific Islanders. We we already discussed the giant logical gaps in that. The most overrated. Just from the trailer. Yeah, but like this is an anti-Fast and the Furious pod. You know that. I know. You <laughs> what you signed up for. Yeah, but look, like I I was ready. I signed out. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I gave up everything going into that movie. I'm like, okay. Wait, you can't have that low of expectations and then somehow claim it's better than Fury Road. Just because you're willing to check out, whereas you are you were clearly looking for small imperfections in what is definitely the greatest action movie of all time. There was. I, I, I just said that's why I didn't give it a 10. You know I was going to take this personally. Anything less than, <laughs> honestly, I thought you were going to do the 9-9 nine, nine, and I was willing to accept that. I like a 9-7. Fuck this guy. I'm out. <laughs> That's not, no, it's not the highest episode. Yeah, you gave Guardians a 10. Guardians is fucking I'll defend this movie as a 10 over Guardians. You can see, you, you, hey, we're all entitled to our own opinions. All right, well, I'm walking <laughs> in the scores, and, like, I'm walking it in with the middle finger in the scores. <laughs> uh, I'm really curious what Andy would have given this movie just because he likes it so much, but I know he probably wouldn't have given it a 10. It would have made me really mad also. <laughs> I bought you a bottle of champagne, though. Done with that? I think there's still a little left. How much is a little? Like I'm just, I, I can't really see because of the glare. Oh, yeah, we like drank most of it on, this, on that second yeah. run, huh? It's like a glass or two. Go ahead, birthday boy. I think I would have rather had that point three towards my max than the than the <laughs> than the share. Hey. Huh? Want some? Sure. Right. <laughs> I'll finish up. Shout out to me to the producer slash bartender pouring up the champagne. Pulling. I help where I can. Pulling two <laughs> jobs this, this episode. It's a good swig for you there, birthday boy. Yeah, this really could be best defined as a swig. <laughs> Yo, but that that brand of Prosecco mm -hmm. with some orange juice, dude, it's undefeated. I swear. I don't know if I can trust your opinion, Mad Max isn't a 10 to you, so. When we go big and we have a million followers and okay, a sponsor, teacher. it's going to happen. We're getting a bottle of Ace because Tyler's never had it. Of what? And it's Ace? great. Ace. Okay. Ace of Spades. Okay. You act like you have any objections. Have you had Ace of Spades? You, oh, yeah. You, you said My you friend's birthday. I have never great. had Ace of Spades. It was great. I'm poor. 
I don't know how they afforded it. The official podcast of the pores. <laughs> Dollar General. Hey, I mean, you know, we should start a Patreon so these uh, our, our true fans can buy uh, I feel like we need a little more followers than that. We have to drop an episode in a day and get more than nine views or listens. We got ten. Oh, because you, you. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I don't do view view boosting. I refuse to listen to our like. I listen to it through editing. I refuse to get myself. Well, you edited, it, so you already listened to it, so I can see why you're kind of like. Don't you don't listen? Listen. Yeah, I do. Well, you used to. Yeah, I still do. Mm-hmm. It's just. Now, now to be vain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like looking in the mirror. All right. Do you have anything else to uh, add to the conversation today, Romeo? Um, other than hope you had a great birthday. Uh, send it on a pretty good note. It's not bad. Uh, we're going to do the, the Hot Ones Challenge on Saturday. That'll be fun. We might die. <laughs> if, I'm sorry if we die. I feel like I'm absolved of my promise if I die on Saturday, right? Uh, for the post? Just like, yeah. for Like, I can't follow up the schedule if I'm dead. People can't be mad at me for that. Yeah, they can. Just make sure this podcast and its short-lived run goes viral in my wake. You just got to finish, finish the edit tomorrow. We can line it up to post. Wow, how dare you? Someone else can edit it if I'm dead. Goddamn. <laughs> I don't know the code to your laptop. Just press enter. Just press enter, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be pre pre. <laughs> He almost said it though. Yeah. I almost got him. I almost got him. That was good. All right, guys. All right. Have a great day, night, week, whatever. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.